At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World Podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I talk to the very talented Nicola Dove, a film stills photographer based in New Zealand. Nicola Dove has shot over 40 movies around the world, including the James Bond films, Disney's Artemis Fowl, Murder on the Orient Express, My Cousin Rachel, and many, many others. She and I talk about the life of a film stills photographer, how she stays energized during long shoots, and much more. Please enjoy. Hi, Nicola. Welcome to Great Big Photography World Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Please introduce yourself. Hello, and thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm Nicola Dove, and I am a photographer that specializes in film stills photography, which is a um, quite a niche within photography. It's where uh, we go on film sets and shoot behind the scenes, and we also shoot for um, for marketing material for the film itself. So we shoot the action, we shoot behind the scenes, we get portraits of uh, the characters, and it all goes towards helping to market the film. It's really exciting. And you mentioned that you don't just shoot during a set, you also provide photographs for marketing aspect of things. Is there a specific part of that whole process that you find most inspiring for yourself personally do you prefer shooting on set or shooting behind the scenes or or which do you prefer well it all kind of blends into one my background's in documentary photography so uh you know whether I'm shooting on set or behind the scenes it's all about trying to capture a story and trying to make the most engaging image you know graphically light-wise composition-wise um, that also has a bit of a story to tell. So it's kind of all all the same in many ways, that, except for perhaps when you're, uh, sometimes we also get asked to shoot the poster as well. And that's quite different. That's when you're setting up lights and 
um, and shooting um, kind of like in a studio environment, which is slightly different again. But but I guess uh, my real love is documentary photography. And so, um, you know, there's perhaps even getting getting a uh, a really magic behind the scenes shot is really satisfying. But so so is uh finding a moment that really encapsulates the film within a scene uh and really capturing a, a wonderful performance by an actor is also pretty exciting as well yeah i can imagine how exciting that is and every day is different for you because of that because they shoot differently every day so you have all these opportunities and so yeah you really need to have skills and talent i think to be able to capture all of that without overwhelming yourself <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Every day is completely different. Uh, and even if you're at the same location, you know, it'll be a different scene the following day. Uh, but it's true that uh, different films and different locations, different parts of the world, I've traveled all over the world and on different films. And it's it's been a brilliant way to see lots of parts of the world that I wouldn't get to otherwise, but um, not even just exotic locations. I lived in the UK for a long time and even filming in um you know your own neighborhood you often go to places that you wouldn't get to see otherwise whether it's um an industrial estate or a historic house or just a field that you wouldn't normally get to go to so every day is different and it and uh, every scene is different every story is different so certainly um certainly an exciting and um you know adventure filled career that's for sure Absolutely. You have an amazing job, truly. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> you probably can't carry a lot of equipment around with you while you're shooting because you always have to be on your feet. So what camera equipment do you use on a daily basis? Yeah, that's true. We are. I, I really like to be light on my feet and not feel like I'm constantly running back to my gear bag. So I shoot now with a Sony A9, a couple of Sony A9s, mirrorless cameras, which has been a real game changer for film stills photographers where we can shoot silently now. So I spent many years shooting with a blimp, which is a soundproof box that we had to put our cameras in to stop the clicking uh, sound of the shutter, which would obviously ruin any dialogue. So now we shoot with mirrorless cameras and that's yeah it's it's like being set free in many ways because they're lighter and more maneuverable um and you know really fast and in, in dark situations so that's really important on a film set so yeah I tend to shoot with the like, two cameras one either side and um some zoom lenses uh and keep it really really simple that's really good to know because I feel like a lot of photographers assume that you need to have really, really great equipment and lots of it if you're a film stills photographer and you're shooting on these extravagant sets. But that's not always true. You just have to work with what you have and just feel comfortable. Yeah, absolutely right. And, you know, I guess it's different if you're shooting a lot of action sequences, perhaps, and you'll need a lot of kind of grip equipment to... um, Yeah, but I've... And I've shot some action, of course, but... I prefer, um, you know, to really be there with my eye behind the, the the lens, you know, and really see what's getting, what's happening and start and anticipate those moments and really rely on my experience as, as a photographer to, um, you know, anticipate what might happen and, and be in the right place at the right time 
um, and certainly, as you say, making the best of what you have. So, yeah, I've found over the years I'm carrying less and less equipment. As equipment's getting better and better as well, the, the zoom lenses are getting much better than they used to be. So, um, so that helps too. I imagine it's not easy to capture a story because your models aren't posing for you and nobody's waiting for you to take photographs of them. You have to adjust to other people. So it's different to just conventional portrait photography, for example. So during a shoot, how do you figure out what best represents a story? That's a really great question. And it does really come down to story and it helps to know the story well. So it's important to read the script and understand the the tone of the story and, and, and the plot points and, and even, even the character journeys that they go on so that you can understand, uh, you know, where, where those pivotal moments in the story. And so, yeah, it's, um, it's about knowing, knowing the script well, and then really reacting to what's happening in front of you. And that's where the documentary uh, experiences come in handy so you, you're right I don't have control over a set you know uh, uh, um, there's many many other people that have far more control over what's going on than what I do so I've got to react to what's happening and be in the right place at the right time and and um, and and you know really collaborate with the crew and the actors to to get that access and uh, and rely on that to, to make some Im- make great images that will help entice people to come and watch the film. Hopefully, so yeah, it's it's just about keeping an eye out for those magic moments that represent that story well. Right. Yeah, that requires a lot of skill. I really admire you for being able to do that because your portfolio really reflects your professionalism. It really shows different sides to every actor, to different movie, to every movie set. It's it's clear that you know what you do. So much so that you have your own company called Film Stills Academy. And through that, you aim to educate photographers about this competitive industry. In your opinion, what kind of personality or attitude does someone need to have in order to be a successful stills photographer? Yeah, that's a great question, too, because it's really not for everyone that the film stills photographer's role is really one for someone who is comfortable without with not being in control of what's happening in front of you or, or you know having limited control over that there are times when you can step in and and ask for a moment to try and get something that that you can't get access to otherwise so you really have to have that balance of being someone who is um, willing to to kind of put your ego aside and work in with everyone else and and be happy being perhaps one of the mo- the least important people on a film set but at the same time, being aware that you're doing a really important job, which is uh, to get great images that will help market that film. And, and often those images are the first thing that people see from the film. So it is a really important job. So it's, a, it's just about navigating that uh, balance, you know, well, and, and knowing when to kind of fade into the background and knowing when to step forward and fight your corner and, and really push to get a great shot. So the ultimate, though, is to to be there and get the images as they're happening, and to get the, you know, amazing performances. Those really genuine performances is is really the ultimate uh, goal for a film sales photographer. So, um, it's for someone that has a sensitivity to, you know, to what's going on around them. 
someone that can read the room and and react someone who is um um you know has that ability to kind of anticipate as well but you can't be pushed over either so it's it is a delicate balance there I, I guess it's also what I could also say is that it's it's not for someone that is used to controlling every last um, element in their front in their shot you know in a studio uh, and and someone who has a big ego and wants to steam in and sort of take charge of everything that's it's kind of not for that type of person I would say okay that's a great answer thank you for sharing that it sounds like it's a humbling but gratifying job at the end of the day <laughs> yeah yeah it is it is it's it's challenging you know it's it, there's a lot of constraints within which we work and so it's really satisfying to to make great images you know despite those um those constraints absolutely you mentioned that you take photographs in studios as well for marketing purposes and in those environments you do get to work with an actor just you and the actor and you get to interact with them and tell them what to do what is that process like? How do you make your models feel comfortable? I mean, they're actors and they do have that confidence, but I think you still need to be able to bring out their personality and you do that really well. Thank you. Yeah, it, it is something I actually really do enjoy and have come to enjoy over the years as I've done it more. Um, and I love working with assistants and and um, designing the lighting and, and actually having a chance to have that control is is nice it makes a change from being on set it's really different set of skills although at the end of the day you're still there looking for those you know moments of um, connection with the actor as well and so the thing with the actors is you know they're kind of different than photographing models or um, regular people Um, you know actors are bringing a huge amount of skill to the table as well in terms of not that models aren't but they're bringing a huge amount of story and often and they'll be in character so you're not really wanting their own personality to come through too much it's really about the character and often they know the character best so I tend to we have a we have a bit of a chat about um, which aspects of their character we're trying to get across and whereabouts it is and it might be in the storyline um, but it also depends on what kind of uh creative brief has been given as well so it's often a collaboration with art directors and design teams as well who'll be looking for certain aspects of a character to come through and so yeah it, it is it's a conversation collaboration with with a team of people as well as you know get drawing out the best from that the actor in terms of that performance as well it's great fun yeah, I can imagine that's great fun. And it's good that you have this opportunity to work in studios personally with someone and then also work with a huge team on a movie set. It's great that you have that balance as well. Photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses, articles, video tutorials, editing resources, and much more. We have a thriving community where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, and discover new ideas every single day. Here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Morton. Hi, my name is Rob. I specialize in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did, and I haven't looked back. 
you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member. I can imagine that you enjoy photographing every actor that you work with, but is there any specific experience that stands out to you personally that really inspired you? I've worked with so many fantastic actors and it's I love working with actors that's a real privilege to watch what they do I think I'm in a bit in awe of it because I'm very much hiding behind the camera and uh you know it, it takes yeah a lot of bravery to be in front of the camera and do what they do with lots of people watching I'd have to go back perhaps to my very first feature film where I was fortunate enough to work with a wonderful actress called Joan Allen, who's an American actress, and it was in a feature film called Yes by Sally Potter. And she was so incredibly gracious and generous with her time and and willingness to be photographed by this, you know, very fresh, green, terrified photographer whose first feature it was. So I learned a lot from her, and, and I always, it just set a really great foundation for my confidence and uh you know there have been other challenges along the way that you overcome but I think when you've had a really great first experience like that it it really really helps so so that always uh sticks in my mind our 365 days of photography course is an amazing opportunity for you to grow as a photographer my teammate Kevin LJ has produced this course in a step-by-step format which is very easy to follow The course is presented in bite-sized lessons, each with a practical challenge. You'll learn and practice a new aspect of photography every single day. Each lesson is around five minutes long, and you can spend as much time on the challenges as you like. There's also a friendly forum where you can share the photos you take and get constructive feedback from others in the course. Kevin's professional photography experience is extensive. He covers not only photography essentials, but also many genres of photography throughout the course. You will learn far more about photography than simply how to use your camera. For our listeners, we're offering a very special discounted price of $199. The final price will soon be $365, so make sure to take advantage of this great deal today. Absolutely. I'm glad that you had a great experience because, as you said, if you have a good first experience with something, then you will feel more motivated and you'll have that confidence, as you said. So, yeah, I can imagine how terrified you were though because it's it was your first feature film as you said and how did you without the help of other people of course personally how did you overcome that fear because I think I would have been shaking <laughs> yeah I was I was shaking it it was uh I, it was a six-week shoot it had Sam Neill as well so it had a great cast and yeah I was terrified most every day because Sally is an incredible filmmaker and she's a real auteur and and she only makes her own films that she writes and she has a very strong vision about the film but but also about the stills and I I remember on her previous film she had had some magnum photographers come in um, and so this is the sort of level that they're operating at um, and I remember Someone said to me, oh, she wasn't very happy with their work either. So I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, if she's not happy with Magnum photographers, how am I going to ever match up to that? I think I just worked really hard. You know, I was I was there from dawn to dusk. I never wanted to miss anything. I kept pushing until I, you know, in terms of finding different angles and 
and just really worked hard at, and not giving up, you know, not walking away before I felt really satisfied. But bear in mind that this is quite a while ago now. So this was all on film. Uh, and, you know, we didn't know if we had a shot until it came back from the lab a few days later. So that was also terrifying, but that was just how it was. We didn't know any different. And yeah, it went really well. And I ended up having done, now done a number of films with Sally Potter and, and over the years. So it was, yeah, it was a really great opportunity for me and a good start. That's very exciting. What a great story. In terms of style, how much control do you have as a film stills photographer? Yeah, that's an interesting one because there's this, it's true that there uh, you're on on a set photographing what's happening in front of you. And if, you know, if it's a period drama with beautiful light, then you're going to get a certain look. And if it's a hospital in comedy uh, with bright lights and, and um, it's going to look modern, it's going to look very different. But at the same time, you could put two stills photographers on the same set, um, ideally not at the same time, but one day and perhaps another day, another photographer another day, and they'd come back with quite different work. So I think personally, I think style is something that you, you just shouldn't really think about too much. Style happens naturally over time. And I know I remember thinking about this, worrying about this when I was a, a beginning photographer, perhaps. And in hindsight, I think uh, now I would say to, to younger photographers, don't worry about style. That just happens. You can't help it. You can't, I can't change the way I shoot too much. You know, I just, that's, that's about your instincts and that's about your experiences and who you are and what your eye is drawn to. And that just happens naturally. So style is an interesting one. Um, I, I guess perhaps if you're talking to a fashion photographer where that is more considered and, and then they really craft their style over uh, and consciously craft their style over time but as a documentary photographer and film sales photographer I, I'm not sure that's quite the case. Very interesting I guess it happens on a more subconscious level right subconscious level. Yeah that's right and I think that's what fascinated me about documentary photography right from the start is that it's so instinctive and you know you're really relying on your gut feeling and reaction and and that magic moment where, uh, you, you know, elements in front of you come into perfect alignment in your lens and you get to capture it is such an amazing feeling and it's really addictive. Um, and so, and that that is how I approach working on a film set as well. So it just, uh, it, you know, I've in the past, uh, before I worked on a film set, I traveled quite a bit and worked with various charities and you know whether it's something out in a field happening in front of you or whether it's actors acting on a film set it's kind of all the same so you're just waiting and and maneuvering and working around a scene uh, or some kind of action happening in front of you to to make great images so yeah that's what I love about it. I think it's such an amazing job that forces you to be present because you are in such an environment where you just are forced to make the most of the moment that's given to you and you have to use all of your skills and all of your concentration to create something that you're proud of and that your colleagues will hopefully be proud of so I can see how it's challenging and also 
relaxing at the same time because you're in a flow state when you're shooting, right? You're, you're completely there. Yeah, ideally you're in flow state. That's that's the aim and uh, for sure. And it, it does work much better when you are. You really know when you're not in a flow state, that's for sure. You bump into things and, you know, you just you can never quite feel like you're getting the right thing or um, the, quite the right angle. And so, yeah, I, I think that, you know, being in the right state of mind is really important, whether it's a film set or any other photography shoot you know I always try to make sure I arrive on set with in a good frame of mind and you know that that's something that really helps to get you through a long shoot as well because you know it's different when you're going on a uh, a one-off shoot for an afternoon compared to say a bond shoot or a long feature film you know we shot bond over seven months uh, every day for seven months so um you know, you do have to, apart from eating well and trying to get enough sleep, one of the things I really do is trying to make sure that, you know, I keep a really good mindset and and get to work every morning, you know, in a good state of mind, prepared for the best, uh, expecting really good outcomes. And, and I've found that to be hugely important to, to, to sort of the stamina of keeping up that high standards over over the course of a long film. That's so important. And I'm sure that affects you in your personal life as well, positively, because you, if you have a good mindset, then things won't seem that daunting, even if there is a problem ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, for me, work and, and you know, life is kind of all intertwined um, anyway. Um, my family travel with me when we do these bigger films because uh, I'm based here in New Zealand. So um, they tend to come with me. So yeah, work and life tends to just turn into one, one adventure after another. Although we've been here in New Zealand for a couple of years now well, with COVID, we're staying put for a while. But yeah, I think, as you say, regardless that that mindset, positive mindset uh, really helps in all walks of life. Yeah. Earlier, you mentioned that you worked for a charity, and I know that you've worked on a lot of charity projects in the past. What kind of projects were they? Yeah, so when I was living here in New Zealand many years ago, I worked for volunteer services abroad. So VSA, I think in the UK, where I also lived for a long time, is called VSO. And it's um, a charity that sends volunteers to um, different parts of the world uh, for a couple of years, usually helping in various sectors like agriculture or teaching or education or health. And so I was fortunate enough to be able to travel with some writers and um, travel to various parts of the world and just document what they were doing there and what the volunteers were doing and the projects they were working on and um, the communities that they were working in. And it was an incredibly enriching experience. Um, I went to Tanzania and different places in Africa, um, various Pacific Island nations as well, um, Asia. And once I got to the UK, I also did some work for Comic Relief. So I was uh, sent to um, South America um, and just working on different um yeah, different campaigns for, for their charities and the, the kind of projects they're doing, like, you know, it might be something on child labor or something on maternity health in Africa and what have you. So, 
yeah, it was really, really rewarding. And, and I felt like it was a chance for me to put my skills, my documentary talk, storytelling skills, you know, to good use, which was satisfying. And I used to balance that with the film skills, the film skills work. So in between film, film work, I would often, um, yeah, head off on assignment for, for a charity somewhere. That's so great because that probably helped you feel grounded. On one day you're on an extravagant set with really famous actors, the next year helping people. I'm sure that really helped you working balance in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it was incredibly humbling as well to to go and, and photograph in these places. Um and and richly rewarding. And as you say, it it certainly is a it's quite an it's quite a balancing aspect to that compared to a film set which costs a fortune you know and a lot of money being poured into a film set every day but for me the most balancing thing was when I had a family so that's when I stopped doing quite so much charity work I wasn't able to to travel in the same way and I found that has have had the same effect you know whatever issues might be going on on set when you've got a young family at, at home, um, everything just gets put in perspective, really. <laughs> That's true. Your children don't care if you work with famous actors. They want your attention. Absolutely. They don't They don't know or care who I work with. Oh, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. But if any of the listeners want to help other organizations or communities through their work by using their photography skills, do you have any advice on what they could do to start? Yeah, well, looking back, what, what I did, I took myself off to Cambodia, actually, and I just went and shot my own stories. I had come across the, uh, someone who, um, you know, a friend of a friend who was working in uh, in Cambodia, and I just took myself off there and met with her and stayed with her a little bit. She was helping refugees, resettle refugees in Cambodia after the effects of the Khmer Rouge this is you know quite a few years ago now and so I yeah I I just just take yourself off it doesn't have to be in a exotic place like that you can make wonderful documentary stories in your own backyard there's always uh, stories to be told and um, and then just start and reach find these companies and charities and reach out and see they'll always be wanting uh, people offering their services so that that's that's what I did and um, and I'm sure that actually that you know that way of doing things hasn't changed too much. I agree and I like what you said about helping people locally because there's always somebody that is in need anywhere in the world everywhere in the world so even in, if you live in a small town you'll be able to find someone who needs help and you'll be able to help them somehow hopefully so yeah that's great advice thank you I have yeah. one last question for you and sure. that is, what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world oh wow that's a that's a great question I, I think uh, I feel very fortunate to have had so many wonderful experiences with photography so far um, I mean I fell in love with photography you know straight away when I just first held a camera at uh, 18 or 19 or whatever it was and ended up studying photography. And, and I, and I, you know, it's been everything I kind of dreamed of, which was to see the world and 
travel and make um you know make pictures so in that sense it's I feel like I have achieved probably more than I ever expected already uh so I I'm you know I'd just be really happy to carry on doing more of that I think um perhaps one thing might be there was a, a stage there as well where I before having kids I was quite involved doing um, my own art projects as well so not so much documentary um style I branched out and did um portraiture it's always people regardless of whether it's documentary portraiture but there's always people involved so I did some sort of long form conceptual art projects using photography and um I really loved that I'd like to get back to that at some point and maybe making work that's uh for for sale you know art prints might be something I'd love I'd love to do that at some point and see my work on people's walls um as a stills photographer we are some of the most published photographers in the world actually our images go all around the world but it's not often on people's walls in a beautiful frame so that's something that I'm going to aspire to next I think sounds really exciting yeah that's true I mean some people do hang up movie posters on their walls, but it's not the same as a fine art print, I guess. So I think your work would look amazing as a fine art print on people's oh, walls. Thank you. Nicola, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about your amazing work. I wish you all of the best with your journey. I'm sure that you will continue taking film photographs for many, many years to come. You are very talented. And you have so much more that you can create, I think. So I really look forward to following you and your journey. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for all your brilliant questions. Lovely to chat with you. Thank you. Great Big Photography World wouldn't be what it is without our incredible listeners. We're grateful for the time you take to listen to other photographers' stories and share your feedback with us. If you'd like to help us keep this podcast running smoothly, you can become a member on our website. In return for your help, we'll provide you with all kinds of exciting perks. Go to greatbigphotographyworld.com. There's a link to it in the show notes. Nicola shared so many incredible stories about her life as a film stills photographer in this interview, and for that I am very, very grateful. I hope that her positive attitude inspires you to approach your own work with grace and kindness. See you next week! There's a simple reason why PhotographyCourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.